When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome Cowboys Nation into the very first episode of Fourth and Long. No, it's not Fourth and Long. Cowboy Fourth and Long with Mr. Fourth and Long himself, Jesse Holly, and your boy Skywalker Steel. What's up, big homie? What's good, man? What's going on? Listen, it's been a, uh, you know, not, not a great week for Cowboys, but listen, this is what we do, right? We dissect everything, we take a look at it, we give our opinion, and we try to keep it real and funky for Cowboys Nation. And that's what we're going to do on this podcast, Jesse. That's what we always do. So, I mean, if, if you're looking for real, if you're looking for objective, if you're looking for truthful, thoughtful, um, all of those things, it may, and I'll say this, the truth hurts for people who don't like the truth. It sounds like hate. It sounds like, but it's not, right? Like that, like, we're going to give you the truth as best as we possibly can on all matters Dallas Cowboys football. So don't think we, we're not homers. We ain't haters. The truth seemed like hate because haters hate the truth. Mm, I, got, I got to hit you with my button on that one. Yeah, we, and we're going to bring that. We, 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 we do it on Sundays, and we're going to do it again on Wednesday. See, you know what? We like church. <laughs> I, it just hit me. It just hit me. It just hit me. We like church. We gonna give it to you real and raw, like the Bible on Sunday, yeah. and then we gonna come back and give it to you midweek, like Bible study on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Call me Pastor Holly. Call him Reverend Steele. You know, it's, we it it's so you. crazy. You brought that that you said that because I had a fan on one of the shows a couple of weeks ago that called me Youth Pastor Sky. <laughs> And I couldn't help but say, you know what? You got that one, bro. You got that one. I appreciate it. You do, you do got the youth pastor look, though. You do got the youth pastor look. You got the shade, the fresh yeah. lineup. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You got the long sleeve fitting right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I ain't mad at it. You give off the youth pastor vibes. Hey, well, that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to spit that. <laughs> we're going to spit that real here. And hey, listen, the truth about this Dak Prescott situation with the hand injury, I don't know if we've been given that. I don't know if we've been given the truth or we've been given optimism from one Jerry Jones. He came on the radio, Jesse, and Dr. Jerry put on that hat the other day and said, hey, we're not putting him on IR. You know, we think he can return within the next three weeks. You had a chance to hear that, right? What's your thoughts about all that? Um, uh, Jerry's always in cell mode. Like, that's who he is. I mean, Jerry will put on the doctor's hat. Jerry will put on the media hat. Jerry will put on the chef hat. Jerry will put on the coaching hat. Jerry will put on whatever hat that he has to put on. Because you telling me, and if you listen to the interview closely, he was never asked about IR. Go back and listen to it again. He had that one in a clip and just couldn't wait to fire it off. (laughs) Because, yeah, yeah, he, he he got trigger happy with it. And he just gave the information. And that tells me that Jerry is always thinking about, okay, for the next four to six or to, you know, six to eight weeks, I have to figure out a master plan to keep people coming to the games, to keep people tuning in. And, and, and what people sometimes have to, 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 to remember, Jerry wants you to watch. He loves for you to see everything that happens at home is for pocket for Jerry, right? Um, But when they go on the road, he wants you to watch because he's one of the leading proponents in the TV deals. So he wants to make sure there's still a product, whether it's Jacksonville, whether it's Cleveland, or whether it's the Cowboys, that there's a product that people are going to watch because when they go back and re-up those TV deals every year, that's where the money gets broken down for every single team, right? So every so the TV money is the big $10 billion or whatever the billion-dollar number is. Right. 
And now that gets broken down to 32 NFL teams. So that's how the, the, the Jackson, Jacksonville of the worlds continue to, 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 to keep their head above water. But see, the ticket sales and the, and the parking lot and, and, and the merchandise and the concession stands and the $40 beers, oh, see, now that goes into Jerry Jones' pockets. See, that's how he becomes an $8 billion a year franchise because he gets his money from the TV deals, which all the other NFL teams gets equally divided, but also the money that he makes for you coming to the game days every week. So it's a two-part deal for him. So when I hear it, I go, oh, well, that's Jerry in sell mode again. He's giving you hope that this thing ain't over. So don't sell your tickets. Don't, 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 don't cancel your plans. Right? I still want you to come to the star for the visits. I still want you to pay that $10, 15 $20 for the, for the, for the tour visits. See, all that stuff adds up. When, when those people come in in droves every Friday and Saturday because they want to take pictures at the star, it's $20 then, but at the end of the year, it's $3 million. It's $2.5 million. All that begins to add up. And doesn't this put pressure, though, on Dak? I feel like I've seen this. When I say pressure, we all know Dak has pressure. But I mean pressure to return maybe sooner rather than later. Because, Jesse, I think I've seen this story before. Des Bryant messes up his foot. Tony Romo breaks his clavicle. Oh, they'll be back. I promise you they'll be back. They're going. In fact, we're going to make sure they can get back here very soon. And Tony Romo got back and broke his clavicle two weeks later. Des Bryant came back, and he wasn't the same Person, the same knee. player, probably for the rest of his career. Yeah, he hurt his foot, then came back too fast and hurt his knee. Right. So, you know, I've seen this story before. Doesn't this put pressure on on, on Dak Prescott to say, dang, I, I gotta I have to magically heal this bone in three weeks because my owner wants me out there? You know, this goes back to the to the the amazing manipulation that is Jerry Jones. The thing is, is that Jerry just plays into the psyche of athlete. You don't like most trainers don't have to push players back on the field. They actually have to hold them back because the the natural inclination of us athletes is when things are going really good, you want to be a part of it. And if you're an integral part of it, when things be going go really bad, you even want to be more part of it even more, especially at that position, because you're saying, well, it's happening because I'm not there. So psychologically, you continue to push yourself to get back out there because, I mean, at the end of the day, Dak, Dak wants to, Dak wants to play quarterback, yes. right? Like he wants to play. Like that, that's the thing is like he's not trying to find ways to get out of playing. So he wants to play. He yearns to play. It, it, it drives him every single day. You put up, you put so much time, energy, and effort into preparing yourself, your body, mentally, physically, emotionally, to go play this game, and then when you're not playing it. All you're now doing is trying to figure out ways to get back to playing it again. So, Jerry, again, that's that's Jerry playing to, to the emotions of the already eager player. You know what I'm saying? So it's like oh. I'm, I'm going to play that card because it's an easy card to play because I know you want to get back out there and play. So when I put these numbers out in, in, in the atmosphere, I do one thing by keeping the fans engaged. I do another thing by playing into the psyche of the player because I know that you want to come and play. And so in the back of your mind, it's like that movie, um, Will Smith, what was it, Focus? I remember all throughout that movie, like he was a, he was a, like a gambler and like he's down bad and he has to like, hey, he has to hit big. And so all throughout the day, He's setting this dude up, and this dude is seeing the same numbers over and over and over and over and over again all day long. And then when they get to the master poker match at the end of the night or something like that, whatever game that they're playing, he sees that that number subconsciously is in his head, and he does that number, and he loses. And Will Smith gets the bag, and it's all kind of a – but it, was, it, it goes back, and it was a setup. So Jerry puts that number in the atmosphere. Oh, man, he could be back in four weeks. We ain't putting him on IR. He could be back in five weeks. We ain't putting him on IR. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that number made, three day, three weeks, four, four, whatever the number is. So psychologically, in the back of your mind, you're saying, "Yeah, I just need to get the four weeks. I ain't on. I I get the three weeks. I ain't on IR." So he, he's playing the cards that is that that is easily dealt from the from the natural being of the athlete. And and this the not being on IR thing that caught my attention. If he just came out and said, "Hey, you know." We think that he might be able to come back in the next three or four weeks. 
but they put him on IR, you know, anyway, just to be safe, then obviously he'd probably, you know, come back the fifth week. But the fact that you're not, you know, utilizing that and using that roster spot makes me feel like you not only are saying it and putting it in the air and playing a psychological game, but you're actually putting pressure on the coaching staff, putting pressure on Britt Brown, putting pressure on Dak to, hey, you better get here. I didn't put you on IR, so I need you here. And I think I think that could be a bit of a, a rush situation, man. Like, they're rushing him back to me. No, and, and, and it, it is, again, it, it could be. But I think more than anything else, it's Jerry being a salesman. It's Jerry saying, I, I would not be shocked at all, at all, when we get to the three, four-week mark. Jerry goes, well, upon more thought, we're going to wait till after the bye week. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. But it was like, because his thing is, I, I, I want to sell you hope in hopes. I want to sell you hopes to hold you in hopes that maybe Cooper Rush can do something in these next couple of weeks. Oh, what a fantastic segue. Because I, I was about to say, speaking of, 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 you know, Rush job, Cooper Rush, it's time to rally behind this guy, right? And listen, this is what I find funny, and I'm going to talk about this later. You get Cooper Rush. The game plan should be this, right? Run, protect the ball, protect Cooper Rush, play clock game. But Jesse, wasn't that supposed to be the plan with Dak Prescott? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What what happened? What always happens with this football team? What I hate to sound like Stephen A. a lot of time, but you know what can go wrong will go wrong. Oh, and sometimes what is common sense ain't always so common when it comes to now. You're saying right now is the plan should be run the football, protect the ball, protect Cooper Rush, run the clock. And they may come out and pass the ball 45 times on Sunday. Oh, geez. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, you you and I both know we're not we're not dumb. We're not idiots. They're going to they're going to crowd the box. They're 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 going to make you play one dimensional and say, you know, hey, we're we we Von Bell, uh Jesse Bates, Cheeto Awuzie. Uh, um, uh, 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 Eli Apple, who's trash. Um, Eli Apple. Listen, if, if Cheeto, if you, if you can't, if you can't, yeah, Cheeto, if you can't lock up Noah Brown, if you can't lock up, you know, Semi Fahoku, or if they pull up Tobert this week, if you can't lock that down and keep that to a minimum, and Eli, if you can't work over here with CD Lamb and and and, and with, with Jesse Bates over the top or Bob Bell over the top, then. That says more about you than it does us, and we probably should do some other. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're not going to let Zeke Elliott run the ball, and we're going to make this quarterback. We're going to make this quarterback have to beat us with his arm. I just found it funny because Zeke came out and said exactly what I just said. You know, hey, we got to protect Cooper Rush. We got to run the ball and things like that. And it, it's just mind blowing to me because that should have been the game plan in general. But even if they do crowd the box, last year when Cooper Rush came in in Minnesota, you still in a way welcome that. Because you still had Amari Cooper out there, C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb out there, right? And said Wilson. said Wilson mm-hmm. is probably your number two wide receiver on this team. So, mm-hmm. so you still had adequate weapons, right, and, and threats that they had to pay attention to. And a that's, better offensive line. Better offensive. That's not the case this year. Correct. So I feel like, in a way, you kind of got to be stubborn. With the, with the ground game. I feel like you, and I hate that because I'm more of an efficient guy. I'd rather run to be efficient than run to just run. But I think that's the best way to protect Cooper Rush with a not so, you know, the, the offensive line play up last week was up and down more. I think it was okay, but this is Cooper Rush we're talking about now. He's not going to be able to escape this and escape that. So I, I feel like maybe they, they should be a bit stubborn this week, Jesse. You know, it, it makes it so difficult. And, and let me say this first. I, I agree with you. I agree that they have to they have to establish a significant running game. Not only for the offensive purposes, but you can't put your defense out there for 35 minutes of the game, 40 minutes of the game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't, you can't have a series because make no mistakes about it, and, and, and Micah talked about it. I don't think Joe Burrow throwing five or they're going to have five in his turnovers this week. I, I just don't think so. I, I don't. It, it, maybe, maybe. But I, I don't think that a five-turnover game, seven-sack game is happening again. You might get three sacks. You might get four sacks. You might get a turnover or two. But you ain't getting five and seven. 
And so with that, that defense, you just don't want them on the field for long stretches, you know. And so not only do you have to protect Cooper, you also have to protect your defense. Because if, the, if you're going to win this game, you're going to need them to be as dominant as possible. And the only way to be as dominant as possible is to be fresh. It's to not get pulled into deep water with tired arms. The last place you want to be with tired arms and legs is in deep water where your feet don't touch the ground. And now, and now you're, trying to, you're trying to stay afloat, and, and they got sharks swimming around you. So the, the run game must be paramount. It must be efficient. It has to be efficient. Even in the stubbornness, yeah. you have to find ways to be efficient, um, and you have to mix it up. You got to mix it up. You got to know what plays are going to work, when they're going to work. And you you have to be, as a play caller, you got to be on your game. You got to be on your dean this this week in, in, in Cincinnati. I mean, this week against Cincinnati and Dallas. And speaking of the play caller, I think Kellen Moore should, you know, I think he should be pissed off. Uh, did you hear what Devin White had to say after the game? That was total and utter disrespect. Not only what he said, but how they played it. And I know so because when you watch it back, they didn't respect your play action game. They still elected to drop back seven guys in coverage and the, the, the linebackers were not giving you windows by biting on it. They basically said, we knew y'all wasn't going to stick to the run. So we played it that way and attacked it that way. That's embarrassing. I think Kellen Moore should come out and run it 45 times. I'm talking to you, Kellen. I'm trying to pump you up. <laughs> but, you know, isn't this, it, it, this is, Kellen is an extension of, the, the the guys he learned from and played and, and played under. Um, so whether that's Scott Linehan or that's Jason Garrett, this is that stain. This is the this is the bad stubbornness. We want good stubbornness. This is this is showing your bad stubbornness and your 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 lack of 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 understanding that other guys around this league is going to watch film, <laughs> like. And you do nothing different. I mean, I, I go back to a time when I was playing for Jason Garrett, and I'm standing on the sideline, and I'm hearing guys call out our routes. Like, I'm like, wait, were they in the huddle? Like, how did they know that we are running this? But then you go back and you watch the film, and you go, oh, yeah, every time it's third and, it's third and eight plus, we always run 585 Harvey or some version of 585 Harvey. So if, if, they, if, they, if it, we do it 75% of the time, the, the 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 likelihood of them guessing right is way greater than them guessing wrong. And and, and that's when you get caught up in those things. And they, they were right there. They said – but it goes back to the point of that that's that's what that offense is. A lot of curl routes, a lot of slant routes, a lot of hitches. And that that's, that's the basis of this offense. And we do nothing creative, not trickery, not trickery, creative. Those are two different things. We, let's not confuse those things. Let's not confuse trickery and creative and creativity. And we don't do anything creative those looks because go go back and watch the game how many and i talked about this how many deep overs did we run in that in that football jesse game? i brought you up on the show like man me and jesse was watching the games before the cowboys came on and we were just we were just fanning over the concepts from from different teams running deep overs and crossers and clear outs and all these cool things and we were like yeah man we got turpin hopefully they do something like that you know in week one none None. There's a statistic, Jesse, that had me, my eyes just said, what? The Cowboys ran zero, zero vertical routes from a wide receiver or tight end lined up in line. Zero. In the league across week one, they did that 20% of plays. The Cowboys did it zero. I don't. No, that's incompetence to me. Yeah. It's incompetence, man. And speaking no, of – go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's complete incompetence, and, and, and that's just what – that's what we deal with with our, with our, with our coaching staff right now is, is those guys being completely incompetent and, and trying to get them to – I don't know. Oh, arrogant. That, like, like, how is it that and, – and, Please don't take this the wrong way. How is it is a, is a common man like Will Steele oh, I feel you. Can, can, can put on the film, can look at the stats, and understand the things that is happening in, in, 
with success around the National Football League and guys who are getting paid five million dollars, a million dollars, you know, a million and a half, two, three million dollars OCs can't seem to figure that out. But I'm, I'm telling you, man, too, way, too, way often than not, man, we give a lot of these coaches a ton of respect and credit as being these geniuses, and they really dumb as hell. Like, they really they really dumb as hell, man. Like, for real. And, and, and they get so stubborn and so caught up in their... It's arrogant. In their, in the, yeah. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, we got to have some common sense here. I mean, bro, I, I've listened to Kellen, and, I, and I'll say I got one more thing after this Kellen situation. I've listened to Kellen talk, and, and I'm I'm listening to him. I'm like, the the way you act is as if you won a Super Bowl with this offense, or you've just been just killing it against these great teams, or your offense has carried you in these playoffs, or or you've had multiple quarterbacks come through. If Andy Reid spoke like that, I feel you, Andy. I feel you. Kevin Cobb was traded for a second round pick because you made him look good. You know what I'm saying? You brought you brought Mike Vick back from the grave. You know what I mean? Right. Alex Smith was a pro bowler. I feel you. Kellen Moore? Speaking of Kellen but Moore. But doesn't that fall in the line of, 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 of the of the cowboy protocol? Right? Like like guys speaking with this level of confidence and arrogance as if. And, and let me use like, the word as, carefully. Not confidence. I'm cool with confidence. It's arrogance that bugs me. As if, like, and I'm, 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 like, when I hear Deion Sanders say, my bus shouldn't be on the same level as these other bus. Like, put my bus differently, right? That's that's arrogance. But I'm like, he can say it. He got a point. He he can say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. I'm like, there's, there's, there's certain people who can speak with a level of arrogance, and I'm just like, cool, you can say that, but, 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 but we've seen time and time again from players and of coaches that they, 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 they speak with this level of arrogance as if they've done something, as if because let's make no mistake about it, we talk about the five Super Bowls. I work with, I work with a guy who got three of them, <laughs> and. Ain't nobody had, and he in his sixties. So, th- like, let that, let that. I'm That's friends with another guy. Who, he in his fifties, who who's a part of three Super Bowls, and both of the both of the guys I'm talking about were very integral parts in it. So yeah, they can speak like that, but we going we going on we going on thirty years. We know we know after thirty years before we've been anywhere near. Near, and I don't care about regular season. Before we've been anywhere near being able to talk like those guys, we said we're gonna give you all the real. We said we're gonna give you all the truth. All right, Cowboys fourth and long. That's what we're doing right now. I got so much more I want to rap to you about, but you know what I'm gonna do? This is what this is the beauty of what we do. We got a show Sunday. I'm actually gonna save the one question. I, I was going to use here for Sunday's show. Okay. So make sure y'all come through or check us out yeah. game day live uh, when we get there. So I have a film at question Texas at Texas live. Exactly. I have a film question and then I want to get to the Micah thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> Something that, that I noticed on film, Jesse, and I was, I even said it on my show. I said, I can't wait to talk to him about this. Can we talk to my bro? Because he's, he's a receiver. He's been in these huddles. He's been in this, in, in a way, this system. So one thing I noticed was that oftentimes when Dak gets to the top of his drop, right, like one, two, three, or one, two, three, four, five, the top, nobody's looking for the ball. Routes aren't completed. And I'm talking about hitches and curls, but nobody's looking for the ball. Routes aren't completed. There's not really an option. So I wondered, is that normal in the NFL? Or I what I figured, again, Layman's guy, right? I'm not an OC. I'm not a receiver. I'm not a quarterback. But I thought when you get to the top of your drop, something should be available because in a timing-based offense, one, two, three, boom. One, two, three, four, boom. And I thought this was a timing-based offense. So I wanted to ask you, if a quarterback gets to the top of their drop and nobody's looking for the ball or nobody's finishing their routes, is that a normal thing or is that an issue uh, within the offense? I don't care what offense that you run. Numbers, West Coast, a variant, a combination of both of those, the 
or you know express offense I, I don't you can run the no huddle offense you can run the triangle i don't <laughs> you can have phil jackson out there i don't care what you call it everything is based on timing everything is based on timing and everything is based on timing and it's paired up when you see a three-step drop so you're not going to have a three-step drop and have a guy run an 18-yard route that timing doesn't make sense you're not going to have a five-step drop and have and have a guy run a slant that timing makes no sense so everything that you do with your drops is married to the route concept and i've heard you say that before which is why i wanted to ask you that because remember we went back and forth on the cooper thing and when you told me i was like oh that makes sense cooper can't just go at the snap he has to time it with the drop correct and and so when you have three step when you have a three step drop everybody's route is going to be within that five to seven yard area because an alignment understand that too the linemen understand their blocking schemes one two three balls coming out so that even in their mind they're not looking to block for that long and so you see that's why sometimes when you see a guy do a three-step drop and, it, and it's not there and all of a sudden the linemen have already kind of paused a little bit and it's a bad scramble because in their mind the ball should be gone but what what has happened to the cowboys is this the cowboys the teams have realized that the cowboys and dak prescott in particular they have had trouble with dropping eight men in the coverage and so when they give you one look pre-snap and, and this 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 goes back to this goes back to a little bit to dak prescott when they give you this eight-man concept this eight-man dropping concept there are for every for every question there is an answer it's all about can you get to the answer quick enough and so now it's i have to read where i'm supposed to go and then deliver it there effectively and your three-step drops there's usually the answer should be made at the line of scrimmage post pre-snap and your five steps seven steps now you have a pre-snap answer and then the top of the top of the drop answer so when i come to the screen, i'm saying okay oh is this cover two all right cover two said that this is this route is going to be open on this side then it's that's why your eyes are always supposed to be up because it's one two three four oh that safety is moving four five now i'm going somewhere else and i'll give you even a deeper example when i was in new england new england we had routes that were so we had certain routes that changed mid-route. Mm. You had routes where if you based on the covers pre-snap, and that's when you have to be online with Tom Brady and, and, and that call. But at post-snap, if it was single high pre-snap and you had, let's say, a seam route. Okay? You're in a slot, now you got a seam route because it's single high safety. And then as you release and you're running the seam route. That safety now comes back up and it's too high safety. Well, in the middle of that route, now you have a bender. And you have to be able to make that adjustment on the run. So when when you when Dak Prescott had a three-step drop and he's pumping the ball and it's not there, that means that a team has either dropped the guy in the coverage or they've come up and pressed you and threw your timing off. And that's what the Cowboys have been seeing dating back to last season. They've realized that, you know what? We've actually been getting home with three and four guys, so we're going to drop seven or eight and then now make you have to read through the garbage uh, to get to your route. And by that time, we're hoping that we're either um, – and, and because you're not dealing with a great accuracy quarterback. So now this is the part that's not the, the stat that's not quantified. When defensive linemen are able to crowd you, get their hands up, now you have to throw around people and around windows. And yeah. you lack accuracy. So it makes it even more difficult for you to be successful in those things. And teams have figured that out about Dak Prescott and making life a little bit harder for the Cowboys offensively. It, it, it means when you only have maybe five opportunities where you have a, a quality open guy, not a tight window open guy, you can't miss it, right? No. So when, when you only hit maybe one of those or two of those, that can be the game. That, or that can be you know a successful uh, series that, that failed because you missed that opportunity. I personally think that puts more pressure on your offense to every single snap or passing snap at the very least has to hit because if you get in situations where you miss or you're, you're, you're uh, hesitant or whatever, and you get a sack or you're behind the sticks, 
you don't have, at least this year, you don't have the weapons to overcome third and 15, to overcome first and 20 like you used to. I will. And this is why it's so important for you to have a real number one wide receiver. Because he makes your life a lot easier. He beats God at the line of scrimmage. I, I don't tell nobody this. This is between you and I. He, he makes your life a lot easier at the line of scrimmage because he beats his guy. And then he's the guy that can also make those tough catches that may not be as accurate or maybe in the double coverage or maybe that, that separation may not be where you want it, but he's still coming up with the play. That's why they pay those guys $28 million. Mm-hmm. Don't tell nobody I told you that. That's our secret. That, that's why those guys are so coveted around the league. That's why you want a Devontae Adams. That's why you want a Jefferson. Uh, that's why you want a Chase. That's why you want a Cooper Cup. That's why you pay those guys. That's why you keep those guys on your roster. But don't tell nobody that. That's between you and I, okay? Hey, okay. And the secret's out. That's the problem. That's the problem. The secret's out because all those dudes are getting paid $100 million now. And for whatever reason, Dallas, you know, thinks that the system outweighs that kind of player. And the problem is, in my opinion, from what I've noticed over the last, I don't know how many years since you were with the team, the system only goes as far as the player. This isn't a situation like in L.A. I like Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's fantastic. I don't think Cooper Cup is a top five talented wide receiver. I think there are more wide receivers with more talent than Cooper Cup. But his talent, his talent is married with a, a coordinator who knows how to utilize it. And who knows yes. how to help get Cooper Cup on linebackers and on safeties or get uh, Odell Beckham in a favorable matchup or uh, Van Jefferson or whoever the hell it may be. I'm just using him as an example. So he, he can speak arrogantly. Because I took this Eastern Carolina, Western Michigan dude and made him the triple crown winner. I did that with my scheme. You know what I mean? Right. Not No knock on Cooper. Right? No knock on Cooper. Because Cooper was give, put in good situations. But that's not the case here. They're not saying, hey, C.D. Lamb, or hey, Amari Cooper, or hey, whoever it is. I like this skill set. We're going to lean into this skill set, and we're going to try to get you in a favorable situation. It's no, no, no. You're going to do what this system tells you to do, even though this isn't the type of quarterback, in my opinion, for this exact system with, with these weapons. I don't know how many quarterbacks are going to be Super Bowl contenders with this anyway, but this ain't it. You, you, need, to, you need to scheme it up a bit better, and I'll leave it at that. My, my example that I said on my show earlier was this offensive coordinator in this offense keeps trying to take a triangle entryway and jam square pegs into it. Like, it's like, this triangle is my offense. And unless you fit perfectly like the triangle shape and you're able to go through it and have success. But what he's, what he's lacking is, is that, hey, you got a bunch of, and I don't, I, and I don't say this in a demeaning way, squares that you're trying to shove into this square, into this triangle entryway. Allow me to, get, to, to, to let you know our secret. We had a triangle piece that fit. And, wow. and. They just said, you know what? We want a different piece and, and sent it off for a fifth round pick. To a bag of chili chips. <laughs> Dang. And that and sucks. you know, and then I'll leave it at this. You know, whatever. You're going to get rid of players. Crazy. But you you didn't you didn't go get a triangle piece to put back in. <laughs> yeah. You got rid of a triangle, didn't bring a triangle back in. <sighs> anyway, man. All right, look, let's wrap this thing up. But this is something that that you were very passionate about here on Twitter and in general. And I I was happy about. And we're talking about Michael Parsons. You happy? I'm happy. Okay. okay. I have questions. All right, before we get to your questions, let me let the, the viewers and the listeners or the listeners know what we're talking about here. Michael Parsons agreed to go on Undisputed on Tuesdays. They made a big promotion about it. I guess there's a thing they say 11 from heaven. I guess that's what that, that the other guy on the show says 11 from heaven or whatever. Right. Um, and Micah endorsed it. <laughs> then the Cowboys lost that goes down and Micah didn't go. And you know, it got, it was a big deal on social media and on that show. Well, Micah was asked today about it. And this is what he said, quote, my starting quarterback went down and we lost. I just didn't think it was the appropriate time for me to be on the show at that point. I need to step up and be a leader. It shouldn't be on TV. It should be in the locker room. I absolutely love that quote. But you got some questions about this situation. Uh, Jesse, elaborate. Well, here's my thing. 
And I am, let me preface this by saying, I'm a huge Micah Parsons fan. He is. Like, I'm, I'm, I haven't been a fan of a player like this in quite some time. Like, like Aaron Donald was my man crush Monday in the National Football League. Like, I'm thinking about cheating. Like, I'm thinking about, like, Micah makes me want to cheat. So you that meme saying. where you holding a hand and then you looking back. Yeah, back at the like, and, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, but my question is this. I'll say this. I, one, it's a bad look for Micah. And here's why. It's already hard enough for black men to to beat stigmas um, about certain things. And we already know that, that black men have to be twice as good and work twice as hard in, 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 in arenas outside of football um, to get the same type of benefits that our counterparts get. And I say that to say when Micah is putting himself out in the media, like these relationships don't, they don't go away. The same guys who hire you now, they move networks, they, 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 they stay in that circle. So don't, don't, don't already put a bad name on yourself. But the thing that I had questions about was one is you okayed this. Okay. You okayed this, this, like you didn't agree upon this being, you being on the show last week. Now you tweeted about this in, in, in I think like late July or August or something like that. So that tells me if you tweeted about it then, I know how contracts works behind the scenes. You've been working on a contract for a while. And Skip ain't just become what Skip is. Skip been this way for 40 years. So you knew exactly what you were getting yourself into dealing with this group of dudes. And somehow, some way you thought in your mind that it was going to be okay. And that you could handle it. And the question now, so now we get to the point and then you don't show. And I'm, I'm always leery of anyone who says that, you know, I couldn't reach out. We, we don't live in that world anymore, Will. Mm. We live in a world where guys got two phones. We live in a world where you could DM on every social media network around. We live, on, we live in a world now where you can Zoom. We live in a world now where you can do a multitude of things in order to get the level of communication across. And I don't think Micah did that properly from the outside looking in. Now, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but you know they said that, hey, they, we tried to reach out to you. We heard nothing back from you or your people or anything like that. And even if you didn't want to tell them, your agent should have told them or the, or, or the homeboy that you got rolling with you who drive your car all day long or who get to pick up the, whoever it is to reach out. But then it was the question that I did have was, what if you did win? What if your quarterback wasn't hurt? Do you attend that show? Sounds, see, sounds like it. All right, then. So don't tell me about leadership. Because leadership would have been, because leader, leadership would have been when it's, when, if it didn't happen that way, I wasn't going on that show. So don't tell me you need to be a leader now because Dak is not there. You should have been a leader before Dak even went out. You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so that's the part. And I get it. He's young and this is a learning opportunity for him. But now you've now you've given them actually the venom that they want. Because you know what Skip's probably going to do tomorrow when he gets on that show? He's going to probably say, well, you know, oddly enough, we still haven't heard from Michael, Pers- Michael Parsons personally. We had to hear it through the media. This is the, this is the mentally tough – here is Jerry Jones again having a guy who is prominent on his team who lacks mental toughness. You mean to tell me that he couldn't play in a bad game or bad things happen? Because bad things happen all the time in football and in life. And you weren't able to still can do a commitment that you committed to and probably got paid for. Then they're going to say they're gonna say not mentally tough. And now, mind you, this may not mean nothing to Micah. It may not mean anything to him. But it's still now. But I promise you, this is now going to reverberate around the locker room because they're going to hear it. The Colts are going to come back. And whether we like it or not, Micah looks at social media a lot. Well, we saw that. A lot. So you think for one second, Michael, Micah just going to let Skip come out and call him, call his ego fragile or call him not mentally tough or call him whatever he wants. So now that's, that creates another distraction. So now you go up and let's just say, quote unquote, you lose on Tuesday, uh, on Sunday. 
Now it's going to be. So you're right. He probably should have left that win aspect all that out because what I'm hearing you say is, and this this is true to me, uh, leadership shouldn't just come from adversity. You 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 should be you should be a leader whether you're up or down. And and I can't disagree with that. Leadership should have came two months ago when they came to you and say, "Hey, we want you on the show with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless." The leadership should have been there. You know what? Nah, this ain't the year for that. We we trying to accomplish something. That dude ain't, ain't that the same dude that says something about my quarterback? Ain't, ain't this the dude that's always ripping us? Like Micah don't. And I put the point. Somebody said, "Well, it's money." Micah don't need money. Micah's a Micah making you see. Micah been everywhere this past summer. He was everywhere. He making a boatload of money. He making a boat. This is the same dude who bought a five hundred dollar bat for a charity event. <laughs> he ain't dealing with. He bought a. Let, the, let me say that again. He bought a five hundred dollar bat to win as a, a charity home run derby. Oh, he no. went to an event that was supposed to be raising money for a charity, and he spent $500 on a bat. He ain't hurting for money at all. He good. So this can't be a money grab. And, and, and that, that, that's my only thing when I, when I look at Micah in this. Like, and, of course, everyone is like, and like you, I am, I'm like, thank God he didn't do the show. But it's not thank God he didn't do the show because three months ago he turned it down and we're just finding out that they came to him for a show. It's thank God he didn't do the show after the fact that he didn't show up for a show that he actually agreed to do. I wonder not about Mike in this situation. I wonder if he just, just bit off more than he could chew type of situation where, cause he was all over the place in, 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 in the summer and maybe felt like, Oh, I, I got through that. You know, I, yeah. I, I can do this cause he's young and has the energy. And then he realized, I oh, mean, I ain't trying to do this, but, but he set yourself up with, well, what if you lose? Are you are you going to go on the show? I, I didn't think of it that way. Right, but even still, even if he comes, even if he had an aha moment, right? He got up in the morning. He's on a. I do a lot of my good thinking in the shower and on the toilet. A lot of my good thinking comes from there. So says this: say he got up the next morning and said, "You know what? This show isn't a good idea." The leader in him, the leader in him, picks up the phone and goes, "Producer." Uncle Shay Shay, whoever you want to call, Skip himself, whatever. Hey, guys, I'm having second thoughts. I want to communicate to you that I'm really not into doing this show. My mind is elsewhere. We just lost our quarterback. I want to kind of focus on getting this team. But when you know show, when you know show, that shows a level of immaturity. That's that, that's the only thing that I want Micah to understand. And I want people to understand because don't 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 praise immature actions from a guy who's supposed to be your leader. Now, I get it. It's a learning situation. Now, I didn't get these gray hairs because I did everything right. I got these gray hairs because I did a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah. And, I have a ch- and I've had a chance to, re- to, to repent and, and kind of change. And I'm not knocking Micah. He's super young. He's super intelligent. And he's going to make mistakes. No, it's possible he may need to hear this. But these are the pitfalls of things that he's going to have to realize in life. And when you're on this football team and this network that we live in today and this social media – it just comes off differently. So when you talk about being a leader, the leader is this doesn't become a story. Right. That's what the that's the leadership of it. It doesn't become a story because you either nipped it in the bud and didn't do it in July and said no, no, thank you. I will revisit it later. Or you nip it in the bud when you realize this that you don't really want to do it anymore. You don't let them get an opportunity to get the upper hand on you. Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you've pissed them off. You've pissed them off. And now they're going to take shots at you. And it, it may not mean, and, and, and I got into it with, with, with not a get it, I shouldn't say get into it, but I had a discussion with, with Pat Walker kind of back and forth about this. And he's like, you know, birds that chirp don't chirp. He's talking about some like birds that chirp. And I'm like, it don't, it don't affect you because they ain't talking about you. <laughs> they ain't talking about Patrick Walker. They ain't talking about Jesse Holly. They ain't talking about Will Steele. First take ain't talking about us. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or FS1 ain't talking about us. But when they talk, when they talking about you, now that's a conversation that's going to be played in the locker room over and over. Now the media is going to ask about it. Now, now someone's going to want your response. And then every time, and then now you're facing yourself in a season where this season may not go as planned, unfortunately, especially with your quarterback being down. And you're the next best player on this football team, so everything's going to be riding on your shoulders. And when you don't do what you're supposed to do, whether it's your fault or not, 
this is that leader part right here. You got to take the blame for it. Yeah. Because you're the leader. So that, that was my only question about Michael. Like, what if y'all did win? What if Dak didn't get hurt? You were going to do this show? Yes or no? And 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 that's what I wanted. Like that's what the question that I, that I, like first, why did you even agree to do this show? And two, if y'all wanted Dak to get hurt, were you going to do the show on Tuesday? If that if his answer is you know I don't know and yes or because I wanted the money and yes, then that that tells me that there's still a little bit more and and rightfully so. Yeah. I get it. He has some growing to do, but this is one of those moments where you got to look back. And I just people are like, oh, he the goat. He he that's he did the best thing ever. I'm like, y'all gotta stop goading. Y'all gotta stop goading immature immature stuff. That's that's an immature movement right there because it's so much more bigger than just him not going on the show. And if you want to be a leader, the leadership starts well before the cats get out the bag. I mean, yeah, and everything you're saying is absolutely fair. And and maybe you should probably be hearing this if we're being completely honest. The disdain I have for the show, though, and the fan in me, I hope he'll never go on that goddamn show. I'm just keeping it a pain with you. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, I am with you 100%. And that's the problem. I'm just like, how didn't Micah pick up on this when they first pro- approached him with the idea? When they first approached you with the idea, there had to be somebody around you that'd be like, they said, what should they say? Real quick, I I wonder if Uncle Shay Shay hit him. Because I can't see Skip getting this done. But but I wonder if Shannon Sharp said, listen, man, you know, we ain't, we ain't going to put you in no spots. You know, we just want to have a little fun. Or, and he was like, all right, I trust this brother. You know what no. I mean? You can't. You can't. There's no way. Because you watch the show. Like, even if you don't watch the show, you've seen enough of it. Yeah. And on top of that, you've been a part of this organization. Well, was this part of this organization? What Skip said about... um. Dak a year was that a year or two ago? I think that was last year. I can't quite remember, but you're right. And when his brother passed away and he was going through it, it might have been two years ago. And and he's calling Dak ment- like not mentally tough, mentally fragile. Like, wait, what? Like, like, you know, like you've been around social media enough to know that that clip was out there about the dude. I wouldn't want to do no business with that dude. Right. Okay, Uncle Shay Shay called me not. You know, Uncle Shay Shay, you know what we can do? Uncle Shay Shay, you got a show, right? You got a show, yeah. I'll come on your show. Or Uncle Shay Shay. Show me how I'm, I'm Micah Parsons. I'm right now in my second year in the conversation of being one of the best defensive players in all of football. Show me how to create my own platform. Draymond Green, show me how to create my own platform. Uh, the Knucklehead, show me how to create my own platform. Hey, holla at me. <laughs> so my, my Harrisburg brethren, show me how to show me how to create my own platform. You don't need you don't need FS1 Micah Parsons. You're the starting linebacker. You're the star linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. People are going to listen to you every time that you talk. He's a star linebacker for the NFL. Exactly. So that alone, if you can spend five hundred dollars on a mic, I mean on a bike on a on, on a bat, you can spend a thousand dollars on some equipment. Hell, a company might even sponsor your equipment for you because you're Micah Parsons. And you put a little tag underneath there, and then now you create your own platform to talk about any and everything you want. And I promise you, hell, you might do more views on your platform alone than that nationally that nationally show on TV that they try to get you on that show. But you don't have to partner with those dudes. And I'm like, somebody should have been in your ear. Somebody should have told you that's not a good move. And and now they 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 have they have something on you because at the end of the day, and most fans may not may, they may not say it, but it was a bad look to me. It was a bad look to be on that show. It was a bad look to stiff them at the same time. Because if you sign the contract, and you better hope they don't sue you. You better hope they don't sue you. I don't know what the number was, but if the number was 200000 100000 if they sue you, you have to pay that. Because you agreed to do it, and, and you signed the contract. Because they wouldn't announce it until they got your name on the paper. Like, this ain't no, this, that's big business. That's, that's, that's a national that's a national televised thing. So until your name is on that paper and it's official, they ain't going to say nothing about it. So that tells me that there's a contract. And either you're going to be on that show for the next 16, 17 weeks, or you're going to pay them some money. Because most companies ain't going to, especially that company who's kind of even floundering as it is, with their network, they ain't going to just let you walk out of here with a free whatever money, amount of money they paid you and now they don't have nobody to be in that spot. So either you're going to have to pay something or be on that show. Welcome to life, young man. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. 
Hey, man, listen, that was for real Bible study that we got today. <laughs> look, look, we, me and Jesse said this about our guy. Yeah, you know, in 20 minutes, man, we're going to do it. That ain't, that ain't going to happen, man. Y'all just going to get two of your favorites talking Cowboys, keeping it real. Sometimes it might be 20, 30 minutes, but a lot of times it may go more than that. Yeah. But as long as it's real, that's all I care about. That's it, man. There's no timetable on real. No. That's what we're going to bring. So sometimes we might say our reel may be so short it's 20, 25 minutes. Then our reel may be so long that it's 50 minutes. Either or, here's what you're going to get. Tune in. Church say amen. 100. Hey, we pick back up the church service on Sunday, this time yeah. at 325 Central. Cowboys face the Bengals and uh, pregame, halftime, postgame. Make sure y'all check us out. But definitely the pregame because that's where we'll kind of give more of our uh, thoughts on this upcoming game. Uh, who we think will win? I'm pretty sure. I think I got an idea who you who you gonna pick already. Uh, but <laughs> but y'all gotta tune in for the official pick on Sunday. So make sure y'all do that. Jesse, let them know where they can find you if they don't. And if they don't, what you doing? I mean, uh, but you can find me uh, every day. You can find me on Twitter probably too much at Mister Fourth and Long. I know you can find me at Twitter at Mister Fourth and Long. You can find me every day of the week at 1 p.m. Central time on hanging with the boys on DallasCowboys.com. They play that on YouTube, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. You can also catch me on Fridays and Mondays on my other show with Jeff Cavanaugh called uh, Believe Cowboys. I'm all in these streets, man. They pay me for these words, so I'm going to keep cashing these checks. Man, Jesse everywhere. You can find him on Black Planet, MySpace, Farmers. Black Planet, I was in Jay Finest Boy 09. Holla at me on Black... No, I don't have a Black Planet. I was on Black Planet back in the day in college. We, you know we was, man. Black Black Planet was the spot for a little bit. Just a little bit, though. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Black Planet was it. Hey, man, that'll do it for the very first episode of Cowboy Fourth, Cowboys Fourth and Long. Man, it's fantastic, bro. It's, it's just like chatting it up with my brother every time we get together. And we'll do it again this Sunday, fam. Yeah, you said it, man. You said it on Sunday. Like, bro, we don't need to get together and do anything rehearsed. We we just come together like Voltron and it just works. Yeah, no, I forget who it was. Uh, might have been Jake. It was like, hey man, you, you ready to go? Everything good for you and Jesse tomorrow? I said, yeah, we just talking ball. I don't, I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't need to sit up and run down the sheet. We just talking ball. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. All right, Cowboys Nation. We will see y'all next Wednesday or Thursday, whenever this drops. Make sure y'all check us out. This is Cowboys Fourth and Long. Peace.